0: Mama drama. Hi guys, it's your girl Charles. um and today we are joined by three lovely guests but before I get into that, obviously, someone's missing. Rax is not here with me today. Unfortunately, she couldn't make it, and she sent her greatest apologies. Um, but she really wanted us to go ahead and do this. Obviously, we have booked in advance. We've got our guests lined up, and she said the show must go on. So the show is going on today. Um, today's topic, before I get into that, actually, I, we always do, like, a recap on how the week's been, how I've been. For me, it's been a, a long week. Lucas has been at home. He's been causing mayhem, I've still been working, but the grand continues, we have to do what we've got to do, working parents, you know what I mean, you know the struggle, and we'll get through it together, we'll get through this COVID lockdown, parenting stuff (laughs) all together. But today's topic is going to be music and its influence on children and young people. And it's quite a, a massive topic. There are a lot of things going on in the media at the moment, a lot of articles, a lot of things you see on Insta, Twitter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But before we get into the topic, I wanted to go around and introduce all our lovely guests who have taken their time out to record us today. So um, we are joined by Bis or Bissala. Um, I call her Bis because that's how I know her. Um, Bis, who is the founder of Safe House London. So Bis, could you just talk us through what Safe House is about? When it started and what you actually do on a day to day. Cool.
1: Um, so, thank you for um, for the intro and thank you for um, asking me to be here. I think it's an honor. And it's a pleasure. Um, so, with Safe House, it started. I started it in 2018, um, and it was based around. So, I've grown up in Hackney all my life. I'm 30 years old, and um, it's a combination of my experiences. People's experiences around me growing up, family, um, so you get social, economical, um, and it was based around a conversation I was having with a couple of young people um, I work with because I've been doing some youth work for about maybe four to five years on a part-time basis, um, and we essentially help. Underprivileged, underrepresented uh, young people from East London to uh, fulfill their fullest potential um, through creative activities, live events and projects, um, and then in the future, mentoring. Um, and a lot of our uh, events are kind of curated from my PR and fashion, um, fashion and music PR expertise, which I've been doing for about 10 years. Um, and I kind of just wanted to transfer my skills into something that was meaningful. I love, you know, fashion and music and it's been a strong part of me and my life. But um I felt that I wanted to do something that was going to be that had a bit of longevity, something that was more impactful. And this was this was the, the thing for me, I suppose. Thank you. Thanks
0: for that, Biss. That sounds like really, really good. So obviously you're honing in on your skill set and you're basically using your skills that you already have and just helping the young people, the younger generation to basically thrive out of their environment basically and to see that there is a bigger world and a bigger picture out there. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, Next, we are joined by Kamzi, who is a producer. Kamzi, I'm going to hand it over to you. What do you produce? What kind of beats do you make? Have you got links? Do you
2: know anyone in the industry? So I've been doing producing on and off, but I'm um, taking it a little bit more seriously than And I'd say I'd make from hip hop, r do a little bit of drill, bit of house. Um, I don't really try to limit the sound as much, I'd say. So um, uh, I wouldn't really say I'm active in the industry like that. To be honest, I just make beats, do a lot of recording sessions, and yeah
0: just just trying to just get more active with it for for now so yeah sounds like you were a good air for like music and you you know what sounds good basically and last but not least um we are joined with dennis miliano who is an upcoming uk rap artist dennis do you want to tell us um obviously anything about your latest music when you started making music and what was the reasons for that
3: people that believe that music definitely does an impact and has an effect on people's lives. So from a young age, I had like older brothers, they had friends, they listened to like Grime and Drew and whatnot. So it's always, I feel like music always infected, it affected my behavior. And then eventually, because like I felt like I was living the music I was listening to or whatever I was inspired by, I think it just became a way of just me, just following what I've literally seen all my life. So, that's how I got into music.
0: So I'm just going to get right straight into it okay let's just get into the topic, let's delve into it, let's unpick this, let's really understand what's going on. So you said about music and the influence on um, children and young people. Um, Before I get into that obviously yes um, we have mentioned that we are going to be talking about specifically drill um, just because there's been a lot going on in the media where police potentially are saying that it incites violence and also it has an impact on obviously gangs etc and the increased black-on-black crime or stabbings etc um so obviously I've gone online and I've looked for what does basic what is drill what is it where does it originate from and um I went on the urban dictionary so that's for like people who don't really know what Certain terms mean, um, what does drill mean? Like an older parent may not know exactly what drill is or what it's about. According to the Urban Dictionary, it's a sub-genre of hip-hop trap music and it originated in Chicago. So um, that was like a very poor or impoverished um, site in South and the West Sides. It says that drill music's lyrics are more violent and aggressive and it reflected the violent nature of some of Chicago's neighbourhoods um, which made it the actual murder capital of America in 2012 okay so it was popularized in early 2012 by Chief Keef, King Louis and Lil Durk so we're all familiar with some of these artists from America and obviously it's trans um, translated over to the UK and we've got different artists like Abracadabra, Low Ski, Harlem Spartans. But the first question for me though and I think probably a lot of our listeners or if you're watching this is do any of you guys
3: actually listen to drill music? I listen to drill, but from my my understanding, drill the word drill actually means kill, and um, the whole connotation about drill music is very negative, very violent. So when I hear when I hear drill music, rap any type of music that's too aggressive, too violent, I'm not really a fan of it. But there are some artists that were able to to put artistry in their drill music and make it actual songs so when it's when it's music when it's drill music then i listen to it but when it's just drill violence i don't really listen to it
0: so what you're saying is there's a clear distinguishment this do you listen to drill as a female as a young woman you're 30 years old are
1: you listening to Drill? I, would say I kind of vibe with what Dennis is saying because I don't really, like, I won't go to my Spotify and say, like, I'm, I couldn't tell you who certain... I don't know, I think, like, there's a saying there's levels to the Drill It might what I gauge from it anyway. When it gets a bit to the real raw, deep, violent stuff, I disconnect. It's not for me. But if we're talking about the more commercial sounds that are connected to Drill, then, yeah, I, I do listen to it. Okay.
0: What about you, Camzy? Obviously,
2: coming from a drumming background, a lot of the beats are very like, per- um, percussion-based. So it's a type of energy. Now, I, don't, I don't really take the lyrics too serious. I just take it for what it is as a song and how it makes you feel, whether you're in a gym or something like that. It's a good song. A lot of them, sonically, they sound good. So that's why I listen to it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. I'm a mom. I do listen to drill. I think I listen to more commercialized um, drill music, um, but I definitely do listen to it. And I have to say, yeah, when I'm in the car and I'm listening to drill, it makes me feel a bit Aggressive, like when I'm driving, because that's how I drive. Like, if you know, and you've been in my car, you know that I'm a crazy driver. But when I'm listening to drill, I feel like yes, I'm the only woman on the road, and <laughs> no one can touch me, and I'm invincible. It just gives me this energy, and I'm literally like, mm, yeah, I've got this. So that's what it does for me. And I'm a mom, and I'm a professional, and I literally I'm sitting in my car, and that's what I do, especially if it's late at night, and it's like, yeah, I need to get to where I'm going. What am I gonna listen to? Boom, just plug in some drill. Now, when I've actually sat there and deeped what they're actually saying, it's a whole nother story. And I just got some lyrics from um, Harlem Spartans. I think one of their earlier tracks that I've listened to them before. And I just wanted to say it out. And I wanted you guys to let me know what you actually think about the lyrics. So um, basically, one of them, at the first they say, I love talk about my man's coffin. My auntie thinks that I lost it just without the score, be honest. Bro, bro, love op, shopping Spartans, pull up, this shit gets real, get chinged, get shot by the steel. Spartans pull up, man gets drenched, op dash, leave their friends. So that's mm. like one of the first opening bars to their song. Like, what do you guys think about Drill and the lyrics? This, what, what do you think? I know you've kind of touched on it already, but what are your thoughts? I mean, if you, um,
1: for me, why I listen to it, um, I'm really um, into storytelling. I think that's one of uh, my passions, and I really like how um, individuals. We all have a story, and I think that to whatever capacity, whether it's something that's had it, someone that's had a good life, someone that's had a probably a harsh and very difficult life. I'm I'm really interested in human behavior. Why do we do what we do? Um, but I'm also a very spiritual person, so I feel that when it gets into the depths of these and I. It is. I don't know whether the word is sad. You feel sorry or like it's compassionate. Is probably what I'd say because it's like for someone to feel like that. They must have been through some serious stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's my niche. I think as a female as well. I think it's the emotional connection. It, it kind of makes me think about some of the um, the boys I grew up with as well from where I'm from. So yeah, that's my that's my thoughts. Mm. Okay, when you say the, the boys that you've grown up
0: with, like what? What do you mean? Like, let's get into it. Like, what they've been exposed to, their lifestyles.
1: Yeah, lifestyle. I think, um, and once again, I feel like it's it's a constant um, cycle of having to go an extra mi- an extra mile. I mean, being black has always been a struggle in itself. For I mean, centuries, and then I think there's an extra layer for black males. That, um i don't know whether the guys may agree may or may not agree um and then just feeling like that was one of the few options that they had growing up mm-hmm. um not to say that yeah they couldn't enter into corporate or commercial spaces but i think stereotypically there wasn't space there wasn't space for that and i still think that yeah we're still working very hard now to to make that space for for more different people if they're not but like, if you refer to the music industry you talk about um years and years of um people being mugged off by labels um being ripped off and so on and so forth so it's like why would you want to enter spaces or to do to to share your talent with people if you don't feel like you can trust certain 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 people in certain situations mm-hmm. um yeah i like think it's been yeah a constant lack of of opportunities for for people from underprivileged backgrounds working class environments and then people who look who look like us.
0: Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's really important. You've touched on a range of things there yeah. um, in terms of obviously like colorism, discrimination, um, obviously coming from a certain background, etc., and then obviously feeling like you can't break it in what you actually really enjoy doing, which is the crux of it. Um, obviously, lyrics are words and they are essentially telling the story. Kamzi, um, what, what are your thoughts on the lyrics? What do you think? You've mentioned, obviously, you, you like listening to music, um, drill music because of the beats, because of the percussion. But when does it get to a point where you're thinking about the actual words? Like when does it actually sink in?
2: Uh, there's a lot of drill songs recently that I'll listen to and I'll be like, they're taking it too far. But I understand why they're saying these things. But they are taking it far. And I think with drill and with a lot of things, there's a demand. It's like, we like the shock factor of someone saying something that's just like, ah, oh, you sad about this man and this. It's like, it makes us say, rah. Maybe not necessarily us, but if you go on YouTube and you look at a lot of the comments, people are very excited about that. So it's like, I think a lot of the artists, they almost, they snitch on themselves to please these lot or to please the fans and then they put themselves into into more trouble. So I think a lot of times, it's like, they they don't consciously know exactly what they're doing. They're just in a state of like, yeah, like, what's let me get attention, let me get this. And they haven't thought out the processes. So it's like, if you've got a deal, you've got certain men that are in and out of jail and then it's getting a lot of traffic. People are looking at, um, people are looking into it. He's getting views when he puts out a song. It's like, we're almost kind of glorifying it. The same way when Heady One, happened to Heady One in uni and then something happened after that. It's like, we, we glorify it. So my thing is when something happens, me personally, you just got to deal with it because it's it's too late. We we already glorify look up to these guys,
0: and I want to do real life things. It's a part of the game. And Dennis, what 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 do you think about the lyrics? It them themselves.
3: The thing is, like, I I was heavily influenced on Chief Keef, and Chief Keef was sixteen at the time he came out, so I'd have been about 15, 16. and I used to go to house parties a lot, whether it was in North, East, South, Essex, the matter. It? I was always there. I understand today why we have drill because back when I was a 16 year old, the party would be jumping for 30 minutes straight of just Chirac and Chief Keith. And I think they got some other ups out there. And one thing I noticed, yeah, is the energy that it brought every time Chief Keith came on, it came with an abundance of energy, always an abundance of energy. And the part you get most gas for is the parts where they're dissing their ops they're talking about two pack which is a dead person which they smoke on and for those people in chicago when your murder rate is plus 700 in uh in a year when you're having 53 shootings on a, in a, on a weekday i could understand if i'm living in chicago and my close friend gets killed, and now uh, the guys that have killed them, I'm like, "Fuck you lot! I want you lot dead." And when you die, I say bad shit about you because you've, in my real world, you've taken something very real to me. So I understand why drill music is like that in Chicago, but over here in London, it's just it's it's, it's a. I feel like a lot of people in London, like we grow up so easy, so safe, and so nice. That we see danger and then we feel like this is what's gonna like validate us now. This is what's gonna make us feel like we're from the streets and that. Like a lot of people that do drill, I promise you, they're doing drill just to prove that they're from the streets. That's all it is. Cause a lot of these men you hear rapping now, 18, 19, 20 plus. And before 18, 19, 20, you never heard of them on the street, ever, ever. But this whole drill music thing allows people to now be the bad boy they want it to be without putting in some years and some hours. And I think that's why everyone just runs into it at first. car It's like now, I don't need to shoot nobody. I don't need to stab nobody. I don't need to rob nobody. But if I get five friends tomorrow we make a drill song, as far as anyone that sees it, they're going to think I'm a real driller. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think that's the big hype in in gaining people's attention is the fact that everyone's allowed to be the person they want to be in it. So I think that's where it is for me, really.
0: Wow. I think you've you've mentioned a lot there, Um, both of you, both Kamzi, Dennis, um, and this as well. But in in terms of what Dennis has just said, obviously, I don't know whether you guys watched it, but Lowski recently done an interview where he basically said that a lot of drill artists, Um, don't actually execute what they're actually talking about Um, some of them do some of them have been exposed to that lifestyle some of them have done these things but a lot of artists now especially down the more commercial route of them in the, the industry they actually haven't physically done these things so potentially what we're saying is that people are Listening to music where either it's a just actually a fictional story, so it's not actually accurate, or it might be based on someone else's life event. In terms of the music itself, so we've discussed the lyrics, we've spoken about obviously the fact that we we do all listen to it. What do you guys think about um the police trying to ban it, or courts trying to ban it, or it being disapproved in society? What what's your views on that? So what I would say is for the sake of my
3: community, my people, and for the future years when i have kids and i need their safety to be top 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 i would 100 to me personally i'd ban it in it like 110 percent because the the influence it has like i know for free that there's youths out here that like you see now that the whole thing now was running around with a zk zk is a zombie killer that's like a, a, a 16 inch blade jagged edge And kids are running around with this because they got beef. Like, I don't know who you got beef to be running around with these long-ass machetes for. And that alone shows me that you're being influenced to do things that are just clean and way out of your, your comfort zone. Like, you can't even walk around with something like that. So, it just shows me, like, the influence and the drive on these young youths for... For this 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 drill image is is crazy. That's the main reason why I'd ban it, Car. These youths they can't differentiate what is real and what ain't real. That's the problem.
0: Kamzi, you look like you had something to say there. I understand
2: if it was banned, like I get it. But then the issue that we'll have is that people in the community, let's say will say, ah, oh, you're stopping these lot from being successful, blah, 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 you're holding them back. So Looking at it now, it's like a catch-22. The issue is, what do we really want? It's like, I feel like we want to we enjoy the fuckery, but when something happens, it's like, oh, no, the police or oh, the young black boys killing each other, kings, but then we still encourage them to do badness.
0: Yeah, Bist, I think you're key here because obviously working with young people um, and seeing obviously and knowing that they're struggling or there may be things going on at home, for a lot of young people, having music or being able to have the freedom to write certain types of music is an escape route. It's their way out sort of thing. So if it was banned, bad, what ha- do you think that's going to have a massive impact on expression?
1: Yeah, I, I kind of think that, once again it's like with a lot of things once you ban something that once you restrict someone of doing something they will find something else to replace it with um so while I think yeah for future generations it should be banned um I think it's more looking at the route to why these stories are being told and then working on changing those sort of things so it because it's like the whole point is if, some, if a young person sitting at home listening to it, they're trying to find ways in which they can connect with how this person's feeling. If they want to step out and be in the streets, to, you know, it looks cool. It's been a kind of thing where attaching bad boys to coolness has um, been a thing for, yeah, for as long as we, as we know it. But I kind of think that it's going to the core root of why, what are you banning? Are you banning people's stories? Because once again, it's like I think everyone should be entitled to to speak about, to be free and speak about their their situation, to use their voice. Um, so I, I just kind of think that, yeah, if, if it is banned, what is the next, what would be the next route? or What, what would be the next thing?
3: I, I agree with what you're saying. I believe what you're saying as well. The only issue I have now is... Because I make music myself, when a beat comes on, the beat tells me what to say, and I just go into my mind of a specific time or feeling or situation. The problem I have now is all these kids that are making drill. Yeah, I need to understand what makes you get in the studio, and when you hear a like a beat, the first thing you think to do is talk violence. Especially if you haven't lived it, if you yeah. haven't done none of this stuff, where does that come from? Because mm. now I can't accept you saying you're trying to do a good thing to change your life. Because what you're really doing is putting out all kinds of like, horrible energy into the world. You know, with what they rap about in their drills.
0: I think I think it's fair. These are all fair comments, and I think I think the issue is is obviously, and we we'll would never get to the bottom of it. Who's storytelling? Who's who's actually lived this? Who's going through it? And who's actually just jumping on the hype and using? the the platform for clout or exposure or to make it in a certain industry and i think that would always be the issue that is that is going to come about um obviously i don't know whether you guys have watched digga um documentary on bbc I Did watched you watch it? No? No, you didn't watch it? Okay, I actually watched it um, and it changed my whole perception. Um, the reason why I say that is, um, obviously, I'm a mum And I have got a boy. So for me, it's just like, oh, potentially Lucas could grow up like I could give him the best education. I could move him out of Hackney, move him out of London, even grow up in a suburban white area, send him to a school where, you know, potentially he'd be pushed to do maybe athletics or football or whatever and give him the best. But he may digress and divert from that and want to do certain things which are associated with the culture um, and with certain lifestyles or where I've even grown up in terms of like coming from East London I think um, for me personally as a parent um, I do think that that children need to be able to express themselves and children need to have the freedom to kind of listen to certain things and to understand that you know, this is someone else's life or do you know what, and this is my life. And to be, to be able to draw those comparisons, um, I think with um, Diggadiz, the reference that I was making, he, obviously he was going in and out of prison, etc. And the police, basically what they were saying as part of his um, probation, he was not able to write certain lyrics in his songs because they felt actually it was like inciting violence or influencing violence, which we've spoken about. Um, So his solicitor or his lawyer had to actually vet through his music in order to make sure he wasn't pushing out any content which could be deemed as kind of like violent or inappropriate. Now, the problem that we're having is, like you've mentioned, Dennis, is that a lot of young people and children have access to YouTube. And I've seen a lot of the comments. I've seen a lot of like artists say that the people who are actually attending Um, Our concerts and outdoor like if they're in a festival are a lot of like upper class white um, children who may have no connection to that lifestyle whatsoever but they absolutely love and thrive off of the music they they love it it's just it's what they 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 enjoy listening to um do you think that there's potentially um kind of Racist or discriminatory attitudes towards drill music itself. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's racist, but you know what? At the end of the day, I'm
3: I'm the guy that does the prevention over the cure. So for me, it always always will make more sense to put that safety net up against drill than to to let it run. And I don't really care if people if, if we're being targeted by police because we're black or whatever. Our community just needs to do better. No matter how we get doing better, we need to do better. So, for me, if if policing, drill music and and stopping drill music actually makes our, our streets safer, then it's a win to me. Like. that's it. That's it. I I'll, I will never put the value of entertainment over real life people that are getting hurt by these things. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I've I've seen people real life. Have to deal with like, unlike ch- circumstances that will never change again because they've been through that shit, and that ain't fun. Like, it's never fun. I, 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 one of my friends, his brother got killed. He got shot and killed, and I was with him at the time. It, I never saw it coming. I got a grown ass man crying his eyes out, and I'm crying too because he just lost his brother. Like, I can only begin to what that to, to understand what that feels like. Then to to have somebody go put that in music, like. Nah, man, that, that that whole that for me is just a no in it. Like it's just never gonna be right ever. So I don't know.
0: Ramsey, what are you, what are you thinking? You look like you're in deep thought over there. What do you think in terms of like the racial discriminatory um, element to it?
2: I just think it's a shame that the culture. Yeah, the reality of it is black people are only two point three percent of the people in the UK. So, if you, if you want to be a successful artist, white people have to listen to your music for you to be successful. But it's a shame that it's like, they look at our music as entertainment. So, there'll be a guy at and he'll look at Diggity look at all these lot. It doesn't necessarily mean he wants to be Diggity. He's just looking at it like entertainment. But we look at it like it's real life. We look at it it's the culture, this is us, this represents us. So it's a bit like, it's a shame because I think we take, we take it so serious, like we put so much emphasis as black people into music when for me, it's just a thing. It's just another thing. You listen to music, you play three minutes of a song and you move on. But it's like we put our identity, like we want to dress like musicians. Like it's, So it's almost like we put ourselves to the world that, we are entertaining, like we are entertainment, everybody look at us and have an opinion on us, rather than be serious about whatever, but you need that you need the white yeah. you need them, otherwise you don't make no money that's that's, that's the reality. We are only two point three percent of the people in the u k for it to really be successful, you need white people to fuck with you more than black people do, and then that's why everybody would say our oh, scs he's, he's sold out, everyone sells out kind of thing when you do do that. But like, that's just
3: that's just the simple numbers of music. That's just how it is. When Stormzy was on his come up here, everyone always said Stormzy is not making grime music. Like, Stormzy was known as a grime yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. He's not making grime music. And what I believe Stormzy done is he reinvented his version of grime and put it out there. And the nations, including overseas, they took a kind a kind taking towards it anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My problem I have with drill now is why is every part of drill Got to be so negative, like you know what I'm saying? There's no that you won't. There's no one drill artist you can give me that makes drill songs that's just not about drilling or violence. You know what I'm saying? Like music is an art that can translate through any sound, any shape or form. But when it comes to black people, why has it got to be so aggressive? And you said it as well. We base this whole thing on the fact that this is real life and this is us. Like, why do we do that? Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it just makes no so, sense And me. that's
2: why Stormzy doesn't talk about how he's the maddest road, man. Like, can't talk about stabbing that man or whatever. I wouldn't necessarily look at him like he's a mad jealous, And I wouldn't look at him like he's a mad trapster. So it's like, within our culture, like, everyone would be like, yeah, Chip, 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 support Chip. Yeah, Chip is sending for Stormzy. He's trying to draw him out and Stormzy's a pussy. He's not applying. But it's like, it's like we almost want conflict. We want artists that represent us to have a negative. It's like we need them. As I said, if anyone never done that, if nothing happened with them, man, he wouldn't have blown up like how he's blown up. Diggity going in and out of jail. So when you look at it, it's hard for like an average, average back guy that does music to be like, I just want to just make a song. Like he has to, he has to portray that he's extra this. He might have trapped a little, might have sold a little something and he's got a, Over exaggerate, like he's the biggest rapper. Where he might have got for one little incident, and then he talks about it in
0: different songs in different ways. I mean mm-hmm. what you've said is, is a lot there this is looking deep in contemplation <laughs> right. it is a lot I think you've spoken about a lot of different artists we have to remember that drill is an actual genre so there are different yes. genres within what I've learned anyway within UK rap um, that's even its own genre There's just different genres of music so with that genre you are going to be getting that's what it's about that's what the beat's about that's how it makes you feel that's what, that's what it's doing um, I think about us changing the trajectory and actually you know um changing our story and see and how people actually perceive us this made a very good point before we 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 can talk about changing music we can talk about banning the music but actually it's the person's environment. So what are we doing to change the fact that there are loads of um, young black boys, young black girls who grow up in concentrated, basically council houses? What are we doing to change the fact that a lot of these young people come from single parent households where their dads are no longer in the picture and the black male has kind of been taken out of that equation? What are we doing as a community to kind of change the fact that there are statistics that are out there to say that young black males do not excel in education. And actually, that means they're, you know, they're unable to to progress in the society and do other things as another their counterparts. So there's a lot of things and a lot of issues that stem around that. And I think that's even that's a massive topic that we could be here for days trying to dissect. I'm going to bring it back in, though. And obviously I've mentioned I've got kids. Um, do any of you guys have kids? No. No, I already know that. But I listen and uh, viewers <laughs> may not know that. They don't know that. But do you guys think that under 18s, and I've said it at an age, under 18s because obviously they're deemed children, do you think that under 18s should listen to drill music, This, What would your answer be? My answer would be no. I've got a younger brother who's, who's
1: 16, Um and I, I don't think you should. But once again, I think that usually when you tell someone, don't do it, it's going to push them more to want to do it. So, yes, I, while I think, yeah, it should be banned, um, I think making that a statement would only push a young person. Because curiosity kills the... That's what the, the term is, curiosity killed the cat. So it's, I, I feel like if you connect that to... If you make it a statement, okay, cool, it's banned for... A certain age type, it's, I feel like they're going to just want to step into that territory. I'd agree with you. I think um,
0: children, young people, they're very curious, they want to know. Um, certain things they want to look at certain elements Um, their parents may say no their friends or older siblings might say no maybe you shouldn't do that you know but there's just something within us human nature we can't help it we just want to explore and I personally don't feel that banning something is going to change the statistics or banning it is going to change what's actually happening Um, like like this just said if you ban it if you you say actually no under 18s are not able to, to listen to that type of music that could potentially encourage people to want to do it more and you could have an uproar from that I think that when you have children there always has to be the choice so there has to be the choice um, and I think a lot of maybe parents as well they're not even really clued up about music and what's actually in the lyrics like do parents actually go on to youtube and type in these artists to know what their young 13 14 year olds listening to if we're going to be perfectly honest if it doesn't come on maybe a uh, mainstream radio like capital Extra, or, um, kiss fm or something like that bbc radio do parents actually
1: know what this music contains if they didn't listen to it no <laughs> i think as well now because there's so much choice you see growing up when you just had like the TV, you can, can kind of control. You had like the main music channels, the MTVs, the basses, the Channel use, whatever. But you see now it, we're in the internet age. So you can access, there's so much option that you wouldn't be able to keep up. I couldn't anyway. That's, <laughs> I still can't keep up. And, and that's just the, that's just
0: the truth. Um, there's just a range. You've got Spotify, you've got Scout SoundCloud, you can listen on YouTube. There's just so many different platforms where you can access somebody's music. People promote themselves online, like... It, the, the plethora is just—it's just crazy, like how much a child has access to these certain things. And if parents aren't like actively going through phones or vetting things, which you you don't really want to do because you want to respect your your child or young person's privacy, you're not going to know what they're accessing. Just bringing it back to our line of questioning, then: um can we blame the artists who are creating this music? Um, or music in general, um, for people's actions. So young people, um, I'm not sure if you guys heard the news story where that young boy got um, stabbed and killed up north. Um, and I think what had happened was obviously the girl had lured him to the park. Um, there was some issue in her relationship. This is all allegedly because I wasn't there. I don't know what's happened. Um but according to the news, um, she lured him there, asked another boy to stab him because she didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. He caught her sending pictures to someone, so on and so forth. Um, but the person who actually undertook the, the stabbing or was the perpetrator of the offence, um, they were said to have listened to drill music. So can we actually blame the artists who are creating this music? for people's action. What people really need to understand the most is drill music
3: doesn't have an influence that will make you leave your house and go and do a drilling. That's not how it is. Drill music is setting up little societies for little groups of friends of innocent, calm, school-going kids. So now you got five kids that go to uh, a private school. They've never done drill before. They don't know nothing about it, but they speak like drill artists. They... They have the same interests that drill artists have. So like knives, carry all of that. Once you take all the characteristics from your favorite drill artist and between your friends, you've got five, one of the same artists. That's when drill starts playing this most prominent effect. Because now all five of you are trying to be like a sort of a certain direction. Do you know what I mean? Joe's biggest problem is literally the environments it creates between friends. Because if all of you are influenced by drill, you're gonna get into a mad thing with somebody. Do you know what I'm saying? And I grew up in a time where like, like I've seen gang culture for so many years, isn't it? But you see, with gang culture when I was younger, a lot of people that were part of gangs, they were born in nasty areas. Like, and your area probably had beef before you even got there, before you were even born. So When you're on those kind of blocks and stuff, when you grow up there, I understand. Like Bando K, for example, his dad was Mark Duggan, shot by the police, lives in Tottenham. Tottenham, before Bando K was there, had years and years on beef going beforehand. So I understand when certain people like that just get brought up in that culture. You don't even know you're in that culture. You're just thinking this is life and everyone else is living like that. And then you have people on the outside who are just looking at it, love it so much. They're going to come around you and pretend to be who, 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 who. They think you want them to be. And once you're in that situation, that's how people get snitched on. That's how people get snaked. It's because a lot of men are rolling with people that have no idea, no idea about the streets. A lot of men learn the streets from movies, internet, music. Music is one of the biggest ones, but that, I, feel, I feel like that's the biggest
0: problem, really. We know that certain things sell in the media. We know sex sells, like you can have... So, we can talk about this in, in a range of different things. There's a lot of things that sell um, media wise that grabs your attention. Um, and I think obviously we know that children and young people are always going to be impressionable because their minds are literally just open and they're they're receiving everything and everything is information so that was quite um, interesting what you said Kamzi have you got anything to say on um, blaming artists for people's actions can we actually say you know what Kamzi you're a producer you've made that beat okay that beat is quite upbeat it's the tempos all, all over the place. And even if you took the words out of the music, the music itself, the actual percussion, the instruments can also make you feel a certain type of way. So, what would your view be, Kamzi? I've made stuff
2: that is very violent sounding. Like, I'm maybe, and I've said, I need to hear some killing on this. Like, I need to hear something. Like, it sounds mad, but there's certain beats that I'll make. I don't want it to be nice and talk about how good your day was. I need to hear something aggressive. But, I don't think drill music has no influence, I don't think, on, on kids like that. I think it all comes down to y- your family and your upbringing. I think the moment that you ain't got a dad in your house, it just makes everything more, more complicated. And the research and the stats will show you, and even down to little things like our culture, we like to celebrate, not. It's like it's almost cool to not have your dad around. I've always noticed that. Like it's like, yeah, fuck my dad, man don't really talk to my dad and this and that. And it's like we
0: overly love our mums. Music has always been something within the black, black culture which is celebrated. Um again, if you go back to slavery, singing, um, etc., was a way of expression, but it was also a, a glimpse of hope to help people feel that actually, you know what? we're going to get out of it It was the state of mental was just helping them feel uplifted and I think that music has a very very crucial part to play in our emotions and how we're feeling um I know I don't I don't know if this can relate but as a woman obviously when you're feeling heartbroken and if that guy's hurt you you might be playing R&B for days upon end and you might be like oh my gosh but depending on the song you might be I miss him or you know what I'm done with him I'm over it so I think that music can influence and influence anyone at any given time um, and it's just a matter of being able to actually differentiate like this is music this is someone expressing themselves this is someone's view of life this is what they've experienced um, and actually being able to do that the issue is like um, Dennis has said children young people actually aren't able to do that I don't feel myself personally And I feel that actually they potentially, they can be influenced by this music. And although the artist is not with them, um, making that decision in that time, or the person who's created that music, the producer or the people who've created that video, um, people have visual imagery. So when you're doing certain things, you might get flashbacks or you might, that's, that line might pop into your head or you might just have listened to a bit of music before you've done something and then you're then acting on it.
1: I think, Rochelle, you, know, you were saying something about, um, you're talking about like, back to what music was initially introduced for and that whole, whole idea of like making people feel, during during a tough time, giving something, um, producing something that's hopeful for, for people's futures. And it's even just interesting, as you said, um, this, you know, when you listen to, um, you know, when you're going through a, a certain situation, you may listen to R&B, so on and so forth, but it's it's just even just interesting how you didn't even mention that to Dennis. And I think it's just even like a gender thing of how, like, as females and males, how we approach music, um, what is expected, like, subconsciously um, from us. It's like, because I'm guessing that, you know, Guys are the same, they may not express it, but I'm sure they do listen to some heartbreaking music as well. And um, it takes me back to my point. When I was um, studying music in secondary school and reading a lot of the lyrics that were taken back from way back when, they were all based on love. And I think that we're now at a point in time in life where where everyone is so engrossed in power and in struggle, pain, suffering. Um, and that's what seems to be swarming our minds and and in a way corrupting us to believe that that's the only way we're supposed to 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 be successful um but then there was a time where um the one of most of the most successful artists, if we look at their genres a lot of it is down to whether it be um r and b um disco funk rare grooves it is love that that the power of love is meant to be the the most strongest um What's the word? My strongest force, my strongest strongest emotion in in us as human beings, and yet we focus so much on the negative side to love. And I just wonder sometimes. I always kind of think, oh, wow, like, what, why is that?
3: That you see coming from the struggle or the trap or the streets or anything like that. Yeah, obviously, it's been a long time ago. But the first rapper, the first black rapper that actually did that, yeah, he said a standard for a lot of other black rappers and something very important about environment. Yeah. Is like, see, when I was growing up and I was playing football, the only footballer I had to identify with that was a premier league English, not English footballer, but premier league was Terry Henry. And that's, that's a Frenchman who barely speaks any kind of English that whatever. When I play football, I say, yeah, I'm like Thierry. I'm like Thierry. But I don't see Thierry and see myself. Like, do you get what I'm saying? I'm just saying it because that's the closest thing to my skin color, and I feel like for a lot of men, in the ends, and a lot of people like like growing up and stuff. Me personally, my parents told me if, when I was a kid if I want to be a doctor, go be a doctor. In my head, that was never going to happen because I've never seen no black doctors before, never. And I just feel like that's one of the biggest problems with our culture. We don't have many black people doing many different types of things. Now we got AJ boxing. I'm seeing more black kids boxing. Now I'm seeing Sterling and Nwobi mashing up Prem. You see, bruv, in the last 10 years, the influx of black players, especially from the UK, has been crazy. You're now seeing yourself doing it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Until we get to that sort of stage, it will continue to be like, where we are now, which the only role model you have is 50 Cent getting shot, trapping, going to jail and coming back out, or flipping whoever else is out there that's just doing what they're doing. Every every rapper that comes into the game has a big bust-down chain, a big bust-down watch. Like Kamal said, they all love their mums overly more. It's the same story. It's the same, same story throughout generations and decades. So what it tells me is the story that's been laid down by the first man to do this Everyone's just copying, and that's why we're hearing it. That's what I think. Anyway,
1: do you think sometimes, yeah? Do you not feel like okay, we get inspired by TV and all the rest of it? um, But what about okay, your parents? Because if you think about like, I think a lot of us kind of because they say that um, or it's a scientific fact apparently that a lot of conditioning starts after the age of seven. So like, I kind of remember a time in a car where I drive back from like call parties with my parents at like 6 a.m. and I can hear certain signs. They've stayed with me to like this day. So I kind of think that like you, I think somebody might have mentioned something about like your environment, how powerful it is and and into what you choose to kind of listen to and, and do in general. I think another thing as well, identity is a whole nother topic you can talk about. And I think the struggle of us being confident in who we are, because once again, we rely so much on people we see via entertainment. But you also mentioned 50 Cent, who who started off rapping, yeah, but he's now doing big business now, books, you know, he's doing directing and producing, all these other kind of things. But once again, it's, it's, I think it's just a, it's a slow progression, but I think things like conversations like these are also important to kind of, yeah, to talk about a lot of the things that we don't necessarily, um, or we haven't been able to make space for in the past.
3: I'll just say with what you said about what about your parents having an influence and that after seven is when you're taking the most, what people fail to understand is your parents in, in the ideal world have all the authority, all the say so and you look up to them. In the real world we live in, you spend more time in social environments than you do with your parents. So, you can't even begin to expect your parents to have more of an impact on you than your social life because the time is not even equal. Like, it's not even parallel the time you spend out at schools socializing so you're spending maybe six hours a day on your phone you're spending what if you're still in school you're still you're still spending enough nine hours eight hours a day that your parents can't
0: influence that is very interesting that you said that um dennis in terms of parents and their influence um and i think for myself and obviously rax she's not here but as parents and who we're predominantly speaking to in terms of our podcast parents we need to understand that actually we we don't have that much influence over our children anymore and that is unfortunately the harsh reality of it and potentially it may have always been that way just because of Being at school, being at nursery, being in college, then going off to uni maybe or not even doing those things, socialising with friends, going to work, so on and so forth. So we spend so much time outside of our homes and when children are at home, we've all done it, we probably all do it now, we sit on our phones and we're interacting online. And that is always kind of what it's been the consensus. So I'm gonna um I'm gonna draw things in now. What I'm gonna ask you all are for basically one tip each. So hopefully you don't um cross over, but one tip each um for a young person who's listening to this type of music, um what would your what would you say to this person listening to that music? What would you say to them? I'd just say enjoy it, but don't take
2: it too serious. I'd say it's just the song. When the song's finished, lead your life. Don't absorb it as life, though. That's what I'd say.
0: Thank you. Biss, what would you say to a young person who's listening to music? Obviously, you work with young people. You know what is firsthand for these people. What, what would your tip to them
1: be? Be true to yourself while you listen to it. Be real with yourself. I like that. Being real
0: with yourself, being authentic as well and actually just honing in on you. And lastly, Dennis, what would your tip be to a young person where well, obviously we've spoken about the potential influence. You've already said that you wouldn't let your child listen to draw music. But what would your tip be to a young person who does choose to listen to that music?
3: I think the first most important part for me is making them understand that if you are doing drill music, there's no pressure and no need whatsoever to say anything you've never done or anything you think that sounds like drill or you think is drill. Like If you don't actually understand what the, the genre is, then I'd say don't make it.
0: Those are all really, really, really good tips. Um, and for me, as a parent, I'm I'm maybe more the lax one. I'm the war thingy um, parent who who's not so stiff with the boundaries. I would just say take a bit of an interest in what your child is listening to. So um, I think maybe potentially it might change. But I listen to music with my mom in the car, and um, I still do it with her now. She'll be like, "Have you listened to those lyrics? Are oh, you guys hearing? And you're singing along to it. But then I'll hear her humming to it. But I think that parents can actually listen to some of the music that their children are listening to and just understand it a little bit more themselves, just so they're able to relate to their child as well. So that would be my tip to parents listening to the music. So what I would like to do is say a massive, massive, massive thank you for you all coming in to join us. Today, um, this has been a very progressive discussion. We've spoken about music, we've spoken about the influence, we've spoken about drill music potentially being banned um, and the actual lyrics of the the songs that are being created and young people being heavily influenced or not so influenced. Um, It's plug-in time. So um, basically, this is where you get to say where we can find you, what platforms you're on. Um, So I'm going to start off with this. Obviously, we know that you're the founder of Safe House. So where can we find
1: you, Bias? Instagram um, at safehouse.ldn. Um, and we also have a running website as well to, if you want to have a look at some of our previous projects. Um, and we hopefully have a few more to come in a few months, hopefully.
0: Yeah, speak it, believe it, receive it. That sounds mm-hmm. exciting. It's going to happen for you guys. And I'm, I'm so excited to see your work because it looks good. I love, yeah, I love what you're doing. I'm, um, yeah, I'm a big fan. <laughs> um, Camzy, where can we find you? Underscore Camzy on Instagram or Camzy underscore, it's one of
2: them. But unders- Camzy on Instagram will come up. That's,
0: okay. that's and thing. have you got any, have you got any new beats coming out anytime soon that we going to be
2: looking out 100%, for? 100%, yeah.
3: yeah, you'll see a lot of stuff. I'm a lot more active this year. On the Instagram with the music, so yeah, you see a lot more stuff. I got a nine track EP coming out. Um, I got some stuff on Link Up TV. They just put me out for just exposure, just acknowledging what I'm doing. I got uh, a song on Hardest Bars playlist, and I got uh, a song on the tape that my um, jam actually DM'd me about, saying that she liked the vibes. Back on Not Nice from OVO as well reached out. So yeah, man. Hopefully this year you don't see me anyway
0: lovely lovely. So it sounds like you're doing big big stuff well thank you so much again guys for joining us um you can listen to the full episode on Amazon um Spotify Apple Music we are also on YouTube at Mama Drama Pod we're on Instagram Mama Drama Pod and um, we're also on Facebook and yeah guys don't forget to like comment and subscribe to our channel we've got more content coming and more guests coming as well so thank you guys for listening I hope you enjoy it